Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And I'm Kim Grimley. And together we are Counselor Accents, two school counselors who are in the trenches with you. We know what you're going through because we're living it every single day. Kim, I can't help but notice that I can't see you. Um, is it after eight? It's after eight. After eight, I shut down and you know that. Yeah. After 7.30, I stop talking to my family (laughs) and I go into undercover, if you will. And so you're just lucky that you're getting me at all at this late hour. Well, I I thought maybe it had something to do with the fact that you don't actually have a computer right now. Oh, well, you did catch me. <laughs> I have pulled up. I have I have borrowed uh, the iPad that belongs to my child because it was laying somewhere in the house. The only thing I have besides my phone. Yes, Laura, I left Tell my us. computer at the meeting that was held today for administrators and counselors. And, and I left my computer, which seems to be... Uh, I now, I, I know everybody remembers the story we told about the officer that I fell in love with who called me and said, I have your computer. Because he first and, called me. Right. Lieutenant, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember. I never thought I'd forget him. <laughs> and here I have forgot him. So I left my computer. And then two weeks ago, I called you from Montgomery, Alabama. Because I, and that's a couple hours away from here, I was coming back from another place and I went to this hotel that we stayed at when we spoke for the State Department and I had to pick up my mirror in Montgomery. This is not just any mirror. This is like a mirror that when you get within, what? A foot of it, it, it comes to life. It's like it magic comes to life room. and it says things like you are beautiful. There can be no improvements made. Not really, but it does have the life. It me. was expensive. And so um, I had to go pick up my mirror. And now this is strike three. This is where you go get the test, the brain test, because this is, this is, I leave something everywhere I go. And, and to tell you the truth, you don't know why it's so late I'm getting with you tonight, I lost my son's phone or else he lost his phone. And we found it out by my little, my, my parents' little chicken coop. So thank heavens for that. Find my iPhone. I wish I had find my own everything. I have not recouped, pardon the pun there, my computer, but I'm, I'm very confident. I'm very confident. (laughs) Well, it's a church, so hopefully, yes, we had a meeting in a in a for our county at, at a at a local large church that could house um, everyone. Yes, so we had it there. So I'm thinking, since it, the, we had the meeting at a church, that no one will steal said computer. But if I see that pastor using the computer, I mm-hmm. will bring it. Mm. Mm. Well, and um, yeah. 
You want to bring up more things I've lost? Is that what you I was going to? But then I thought this isn't the time or place that. No, I mean I don't don't spread out my data story right now on how I'm worried about you and how out of all the people in this world I could have been paired to work with, I get the one that (laughs) is wonderful, so wonderful. (laughs) Would that I could be, but. You know, you're maybe a smudge better, but not much. I, I'll i give you that. I wish, would that one of us had been organized and not fly by the seat of our britches? Would one? Well, I was talking to our assistant that is so wonderful and we love her so much. Because she is. Well, she she is, does keep it together. Yes. And I was telling her, we've got a lot of decisions that we've got to make here in the next five minutes, really, they should have been done already. And she's kind of waiting on us to make some of these decisions. And I had told her, I said, I cannot, like I told her, you and I had spoken about six times in the past 24 hours in two minute increments. And that every time we get to a certain conversation that needs to be had to make some decisions, one of us has to go, whether it's Somebody walks in or you were at the doctor's There's office. There's a crisis. There's yeah. a just it, it, life. Anyway, it's yes, life. life. And like I told her our schedule over the next couple of days and weeks. And she wrote back and said, y'all are so busy. I don't see how you keep it organized. And I thought, bless your heart, sweet, mm. sweet Mary, mm. that you would think that we're organized. She knows us better than that. We do keep a lot of balls in the air and they're still in the air. They're so, still in the air, you're right. I so think we'll take the compliment. Thank you for on. calling us organized. I just did. Yeah. I brought it full circle back around to full circle. We're the mo- full circle. We're the most organized pers- people's persons that I know. Well, that can be true. So speaking of organized, I feel like that's a good segue into our topic for this podcast episode in a way. Um, we are going to be talking to Sweetie Patel and she is going to be talking about how to, well, actually we found her, uh, from an article on ASCA, how to shine a light on your program. And I just feel like that requires a lot of organization to know what to highlight, how to run an effective program. So she's going to be talking about one of our favorite topics and that is promoting your program. So important. It is so important uh, to 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 promote your program. So we like to hear different ideas from from different folks. Yeah. And you always say, you know, if we're not talking about our program, if we're not telling others what we do, then people are going to assume they know what we do. And, that, and you know what they say about assuming you know what they say. I'm not uh-huh. going to repeat it because you no. usually cut cut it out anyway. Exactly. So, OK. Okay, here we go. Sweetie Patel. Kim, you know how excited we've both been to have our guest on today. Um, This all started, I think it's a funny story. This all started because we read an article um, in the Aska magazine and we were like, oh my goodness, this is so good. The uh, title of the article was Shine a Light on Your Program. And we love talking about that. And, you know, that's one of our, our soapboxes. And so we were like, oh my goodness, we need to get this person on the podcast. And 
we have a running list of guests that we would like to have. And you were on our list. We had just not asked you yet. Well, then we went to the ASCA conference and I believe it was Matthew McLean brought you over and we met you. We talked to you. And then we were like, you idiot. No, you're an idiot. She what? Was- not why we are sure you now it looks like it's because of Matthew. It's not because of Matthew, it's because of the Matthew. article. It's, you're a standalone. But and Matthew he, knows everybody. Matthew McLean yeah. knows he is a counseling superstar. He knows everybody. And so that was just it, you know what? It was meant to be. It was meant to be, but we had you in our clutches right there. And then we let you go. And we got back and we were like, what in the world? She was right there. So I'm just glad we could finally make it happen and you graciously accepted and we're so glad that you're here. So sweetie Patel, thank you for being with us today and we're excited to hear from you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just start with you telling us and our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, so, uh, I'm sweetie Patel and, um, I am the director of school counseling services for Carteret Public Schools uh, here in Carteret, New Jersey. I've had this role for four years. This is my fifth year starting. And prior to this, I was a school counselor for the Jersey City Public Schools um, in Jersey City, which is a large urban district. And I was doing that for 13 years. Uh, So long time in education. I landed a school counseling job in Jersey City right after finishing my master's degree, and that was in uh, the University of North Carolina, Greensboro, which is an amazing school counseling program, Uh, and it equipped me to take on the work of school counseling. Um, And in Jersey City, I worked in a large comprehensive high school for seven years, and then after that, I went to an alternative credit recovery slash zero tolerance program for the district. So I was there for a few years and then I wanted to try leadership. And uh, after four years of interviewing, I finally got a, a directorship and, you know, it's, it's different, you know, definitely different than being a school counselor, but um, I love the challenge of leading school counselors and, you know, every day there's something different and learning how administration works with school counseling is something that, um, I'm growing into, I, I guess I, I can say. <laughs> well said. Yeah. yeah. Love that. That so. is great. That's quite some accomplishments there. And so I know you're very proud of the work that you've done and as you should be. So tell us a little bit about your article. Let's let's just jump in. And what was your inspiration behind your article? So I um I really love writing. Uh I've written uh articles for for different school counseling, you know, magazines and and um different education uh magazines and publications as well. And um something that I wanted to do for ASCA because I know there you know obviously there's a big push for the ASCA national model, but it's very very hard to actually demonstrate the model in your school or you or implement or use it. Um, and I felt like I needed to, one of the things I do when I write, I often write because it's something that I need Mm -hmm. in my own life. And so I write so that I could research what I need and almost kind of, um, jumpstart that for myself. So I felt like coming into this directorship, I felt that I really 
wanted to build a comprehensive school counseling program, which I'm still in the process of. I think that's kind of like a five to 10 year plan. Uh, but I felt like writing about it and kind of putting my vision down through an article, even though part of the goal is to inspire everybody else, the byproduct is to inspire myself, right? So I felt like if I research and really write out how to market a good program that eventually I'll actually achieve that goal myself. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of where it came from. What you said is such an aha moment for a lot of people. And it was for me when I realized what you just said, if I want to know more about it, dig in there, write about it, teach about it. It is the greatest way of holding yourself accountable because you're being vulnerable and you're putting your work out there for others to see, whether that be speaking on a topic or whether that be writing about a topic. And that is, if, if I just encourage school counselors, if you are not writing, start with your own school system or your own school even. And um, write, you know, we always say, what, 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 are you into right, what are you into right now? Because right now I am so into behaviors in the brain. So, but Laura knows me. So I'm digging in and I want to teach about that. I'm reading about it. And then in a month, you know, or two, I, I, I may want to, from that, so it'll go in another path. And that's just how we grow is to continue to learn. So I just think that was so powerful. I hate to interrupt you when you've got so much to say, but I love that, that you write because you needed it. Yeah. And I think that's huge. That makes you passionate and want to do it because you want to know more. Right. So right. you don't have to be this expert, right? You've got to research it and then you know it. Right. So marketing is one of our favorite things to do because I am a very much an extrovert. So I feel like that's right up my alley. Plus, I love to design and 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 all the things that you can take marketing to. But it's not just that. So what are some things if you are... Uh, a school counselor, and maybe you've never thought about this. What are some things that we can rubber meets the rose that school counselors to do to, to market their programs? Um, so, I mean, these days, the biggest thing is our digital footprint, right? So I always um, encourage school counselors, anytime I do any sort of uh, presentation at a conference or I'm, I'm doing my own events at the schools because I, I love doing events. That's like my, my passion for like the school. I often put that above all my other responsibilities, which is hard because I, as an administrator, I have so many other things that are not school counseling related. Um, but whether it be events, whether it be, um, uh, anything that we're doing in the department, whether it be, you know, my own stuff, like presenting about research I've done or whatever else I've done. I always think social media is definitely the biggest way. Um, and in my particular department, I have some veteran counselors who've been here for a while, you know, who are kind of in like the guidance counselor, kind of like that mindset, just because they've been here and that's what, what it's been. I, I started with that too, as a counselor. Um, and then I have some new people that I hired, right, who are newly graduated and and love social media. And so I tried to like kind of use the new to help model it for the the ones that have been here for a while. And um, social media with with Twitter or X and and our Instagram, we have obviously like our school ones, but I really try to promote our departmental ones because I think like once parents start seeing it, once um, board members start seeing it. 
once our central office starts seeing it, teachers, um, students, other students, of course, too, they start really identifying who we are as school counselors. And it's it's at them at their most favorite thing, which is their phones. So, you know, if they have to use their phones, I often believe, like, let them use it for something. They're going to get something out of, you know, whether it be scholarships that we post or our own events or things about colleges or just, you know, anything. And it just when I back when I first started, I had a little more control over it before I passed it on to the counselors. I tried to put like inspirational quotes and, you know, things like things like that, that I would do as a counselor when I had a little bit more time. Um, but social media is definitely one of the biggest ways to to market uh, our program. And I think as we do it, we often research other departments, you know, in the county and in the state. And as we're seeing like the other schools do it, I almost I like the competition. I'm like, look, they did that. Like we need to kind of like, you know, like, come on, we're not cool enough yet. Like we need to get, you know, get 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 to it. And I feel like I'm that in between generation between the people who have been here for a long time and the ones who just graduated. So I like I can kind of like use myself to merge those merge the two and fill in some generation gaps with social media. So you are so brilliant. This is yeah. Amazing. It sounds like you're the right person for the job because yeah, it sounds definitely. like you are at re- you're respectful of what they know and 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 training these and 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 bringing them forward. Because yeah. some people don't feel comfortable and um in the south we have a hard time we call it bragging bragging ourselves so we have a we do a lot of talking about you're not promoting yourself (laughs) get the idea that you're promoting yourself even though this looks like i've got a crown it is not a crown on my head that is my glasses um you're not promoting yourself you are promoting your program and when your program is promoted who wins your students win uh, you were talking a lot about, um, or I was picking up because I hear I've been a high school counselor and it's very frustrating to parents when they know that this school is putting all the information out for the scholarships and all of the things. And then you have this school who really isn't doing uh, as good a job. And that can be so frustrating because you want those kids to have those equal opportunities. So I, I do know for high school counselors, getting that information out to parents is so important and it makes your program look good. Uh, what are the what other reasons besides getting information for scholarships or for awards for high school? What are some other reasons that school counselors need to market their program? Um, so definitely one reason is is to spotlight our students. Like we use it a lot. Um, and that's actually how we gauge more, get, gain more followers is because we um, promote our students. So if students win awards, if students get, you know, any sort of recognition, um, like today we had someone who got something through this American Legion's Boys State Conference, and he's like the governor for that. Uh, program for New Jersey. Um, it, it's something that we can highlight. What, recently, I got an email about like college boards, you know, like the the national, I forgot what it's called exactly, but it's like their, their national recognition programs. And they have it for um, underrepresented groups. And we have about six students that one. So that's something. And, and a lot of these programs have their own little toolkits. So we don't have to reinvent. We can use their templates and just kind of post it, but it's coming through our department. 
So, you know, again, the competition, that healthy competition, like where students almost are are on social media instead of like looking at Snapchat for fights, which is something that happened earlier this week. You know, we can combat that like as the school counselors, we can combat that. Here's a positive piece of social media and highlighting students who are doing great things that could maybe influence the rest of the population. So almost having the students, you know, using social media for peer influence, you know, and and for them to applaud each other, you know, instead of putting each other down, which is that other side, you know, with bullying and and things like that. So it's almost like um, using social media as like a positive weapon, right? You know, and and trying to find a way way to do that. And then um, the other thing is uh, again, like the way I use writing. I feel like social media is a good way for counselors to figure out what's missing, right? Like, so if they're like, well, what do I post about? Well, then what, you know, it makes you think like, well, what are you, what are you not doing that you need to? Mm -hmm. And maybe examples from other places or other districts or other counselors, you know, will kind of inspire you to figure out what you need to post about. Because we do have people on staff, some are very comfortable and some do not want even their picture taken, even if it's like a staff picture and posted. Um, and then there's me who I put everything out there. And, you know, to me, it's like, like my husband says it all the time. He's like, why do you, I know you're just doing this so you can post it on social media. And I'm like, yeah. So like, what's wrong with that? Like I, I inspire people. It's all positive. Like we need that. Like everyone needs that. So there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I feel like it's, it's there, it's, it's free and all ages are using it and people like it. So why not? Why not? You know, why not? Use it for your, use it for your programming, use it for, uh, to, to, and you mentioned something about the ideas that you get. And I just want other counselors to make sure they hear that. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And Mm -hmm. I remember, um, we had a high school counselor that was so good at the, how she kept everything posted, the way it looked, everything was just. You know, and there's so many examples that you can just Google different schools and look at what they're doing. And uh, so you don't have to really, I mean, it's okay to take somebody else's ideas and to not, I'm not saying copyright, I'm talking about look and see what you like and what is it about their presentation that you're like, what is it that you like that they're doing? What is it that you like that they're saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I like that you shared that, that it doesn't have to necessarily be something that you've just brought out of the blue. This could be something that you're picking up, that you're looking at. Right. And one of the things I found, which I try to tell, um, especially my new counselors, because they're, you know, they're just new in the field is I often use social media to like network. Like once I discover a new idea from someone, I like it's beautiful because you can just connect with them right away that person and I've met people physically after like connecting with them different counselors different administrators and I always I often tell the counselors that like use that like you can connect with people from the New Jersey School Counselor Association or ASCO or anywhere like international people and it's like professional network networking like using the internet for something that's that's good and it'll help you with your job because we're not doing everything perfectly here and there's like probably a lot of great ideas with the same sort of demographic and population so um you know take advantage make new friends like why not you know 
Absolutely. And that networking is just more people. And, and also, you know, the Facebook groups and the different school counseling groups, and there's all, you know, you can, that can be broad or you can to rural school counselors of these groups that are out there to, to talk to. Well, yeah. it is so important because one of the things that we hear all the time is this job is so lonely. You're the only school counselor in your building sometimes. And so having that network is so valuable whenever you think about how isolating this job could be. Plus the heavy stuff that we deal with every day. It is nice to have that network. Yes. So besides social media, do you, uh, do y'all do any kind of branding or a certain look or is there anything in the marketing area that you go down that? Or is that something you just leave for your counselors to decide? I kind of leave some of that um, stuff for the counselors, but also we are part of the district strategic plan is branding. One of their goals is, is to rebrand. Um, we're, we're the Ramblers, Carteret Ramblers. Our, our whole thing is Ramblers Rise. Like that's our part of the district vision. So um, in order to not be like in that, in that silo and that isolation, I try to always tell my central office, you know, personnel that like, the counselors are part of the district. Like we don't want them to work separately. So if they have a strategic plan, it's, it's I almost want to intertwine ours into theirs. So the re, anything that has to do with rebranding um, for the district, that's what I'd like to imprint onto the department too. Because I think that set, it gets you away from that isolation, right? It, it takes away a lot of those negative perceptions that the counselors have, which they still have in this district and this town. And it also... Um, it's almost like the counselors are kind of like this extra layer beyond the district, right? So it's like we have this brand, the Ramblers Rise, and then the counselors are like this other piece. They're the, they're a department that does this for that plan. So I hope that makes sense. But it's almost yeah. like we we brand, but we don't brand separately. We brand in conjunction with the district mission, which I think is really important because I'm I'm working towards like the ask a model and all that. I know it'll take a long time to be that, you know, in a, in a ramp state, but I think we have to work in conjunction with the district vision and the mission and almost enhance it because I don't always agree with it as a, as a central office person housed at the high school. There's, there are things that I'm like, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, but I can use my role and I can use the counselors towards helping them revamp what they're trying to do too, you know, and be a voice of a school counseling as part of a district's goal, um, which is hard, <laughs> but I like it. Absolutely. And that's what makes it fun sometimes is that it is hard. Mm -hmm. right? So is. just thinking outside the box and Laura always laughs at me, but one of the, it's sometimes it's fun to market. As we said, it's one of our favorite things to do. And when we talk about it, we talk about um, kind of like, how it's it's when you see a Pepsi can, you know those colors and that emblem is Pepsi. And so to create that, and now you have Canva and you have all these tools that are great to create all these pieces. And so even the um, even getting, you know, we used to say business card, and now we say, you know, dot. So yeah. uh, the, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's like a business card that. Uh -huh. you, Scan, and there's different ones of those and they're in, as inexpensive as anything. So you always have that 
with you. Um, and yeah, this is, I don't know if y'all can see this, but on the back of my, I don't think we'll see it. I have a scanning code. So yeah, a little code. So even using scanning codes to take your people back to your, your, maybe your site, your, your, um, your website or, or your, where you're, where you're, they can find you, uh, and using those, uh, I don't, I don't think we're using enough of this new technology to to make it easier for ourselves. So I, we say because part of the ASCA model is um, your advisory and getting outside your school and uh, using those tools to share with people out in the community what you're doing. And so just a QR code or a dot or whatever you call it or a business card that you've created is part of that marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and getting t- uh, getting school counselors to to think differently and to tell what they're doing because if you don't tell what you're doing, then other people assume what you're doing, and it's usually not as much as you're doing. So it's important that we and it advocates for school counselors when we tell other school if we tell other educators what we are doing. So well, I mean, yeah, well yeah. I know that you touched on this a little bit, but to the counselor who's listening to this and saying, I am already doing so much. I barely have time to go to the bathroom during the day. Why is this something that I should spend my time doing? How? What would you say to them? So I think that that kind of goes back to um, the comment before regarding like other people defining what you do. Um, and I'm, ac- I'm actually thinking back to like more than 12 years ago when I was a school counselor in the comprehensive high school. And uh, one of the things, it's it's funny that I'm even thinking about this, but one of the things that they had asked us to do, the admin was do bulletin boards. Like every counselor needs to do like a bulletin board. And at that time, like I was just worried about what my current counselors are worried about, which is like the testing rosters and this and that. I'm like, I don't have time to do a bulletin board. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're giving me all these tasks and like, you want me to like pretty something up? Like I can't, I'm just trying to get to work and get this done. Like all these little clerical jobs that aren't, I didn't know I had to do when I was doing my graduate program. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I'm, um, I remember my um, my the, co- the coordinator of the department was like, no, but sweetie, you, you know, we have to, this is also part of what we have to do. And I fought her and I fought everyone. And I'm like, no, there's too much work to do. And now, like years later, over a decade later, when I'm actually leading my own counselors and I'm trying to tell them, no, but you got to display what you do. You got to demonstrate it. You got to <laughs> tell me, well, when do you want me to do this? Like, I don't have time. And I'm like, I, it's finally like full circle. Yeah. That I'm like, but you have to, because it's the only way that everyone outside of here, whether it be our our principals and VPs, or it be our superintendent and assistant superintendent, um, that's the only way they'll be able to not give you all these clerical things to do, or, or at least not make it a priority and also kind of make this a priority too, like all this other stuff that you're really trained to do. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like I'd have to tell that story to convince that counselor who's listening to that. <laughs> But that's see, isn't that, great? isn't that great that you had that story? Because yeah. you can see both sides of that, right? I have one more question. Thinking about helping somebody market their program, what is the frequency that you would suggest that material gets posted or sent out? Um, so I would say if it's if it's something that's just, um, 
digital. And I actually assigned the role to one of my counselors who's into that stuff. Like she's into Canva and she's into Twitter and she's into all that stuff. So it's easy for her. Um, I usually give her stuff. It's, I know it's the beginning of the year, but I usually give her stuff whenever we have an event, which is, you know, maybe once a month or so. Um, but I try, especially, I, I would say the answer is seasonal because towards the end of the year, when we have more scholarships and stuff being awarded, she's posting a lot more. Um, towards the beginning of the year, it's a little bit less because everyone is so busy with other stuff and they're just trying to get settled with like schedules and tests and college applications and stuff like that. Um, but I would definitely say at least uh, you should be posting once, twice or three times a month, maybe one to three times a month on all your social media. So people are are seeing it and encouraging others to, to follow. If you can do more, that would be great. Um, if it's something like pictures and things, those are really easy because you could just caption them. But if it's something that's like a design, I know that takes a lot of time for her because she does such a good job, but it does take time. Um, that I would say, you know, the frequency would probably be less. My dream is to have like a newsletter or something where I can like mail out. I know I can't assign that to the counselors right now because they'll resign. But, you know, like eventually um, I, I've 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 had to advocate a lot just to get additional counselors. And I finally have I, when I started it was three and now I have five at the high school. So it took a lot, you know, a lot of no's to get to the yes. Um, but just getting them is like such a win for me. So now I'm like, now if I could get more, I could like help them balance their time. Maybe I can give them a task, like, you know, doing a newsletter that we can mail out the town. I think this town, although they are into the digital thing, um, it's kind of like a blue collared industrial type of town in terms of past generation. So I, they appreciate like hard copies of stuff. And so as an example, um, we have our college and career night next week. A lot of events that we do, I just do staples, save the dates. I print them and I get reimbursed for it. So I just do that and I send it to like all the seniors. So it's something that comes in the mail that they have to open and they put it on their fridge and they, you know, they remember that this is happening. So sometimes it's like the digital and the paper copy. You kind of have, you kind of have to do, um, both. And it's based on like the timing of everything. But like when I first started, I remember the college and career invite that I did. I put it on uh, Instagram. I printed a copy. I sent it home. And my secretary was like looking at her Instagram and she saw a student had taken a picture of the hard copy and put it on their Instagram. So I thought that was really cute because I was like, oh, look, they are opening the envelope. This is great. And they're taking a picture of the hard copy and posting it. They're helping me. So you never know. That's Talk about full circle. I mean, that's, that's full circle. Yes. <laughs> that is so, yeah. Well, is there anything that you that we have not asked or talked about that? is something that's important to you and it may not even be about this article is there something that you're passionate about now or your next adventure or what you're going to try to get into next or I mean like I feel like individually I've I've doing a lot for advocacy with with writing and presentations and you know various things but my goal is to get my counselors to get to that point you know like I'm 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 good with what I have and what I've done but I really want them to feel a little more inspired. So I try to model it. Um, but I really, I think my goal now is is for them to feel courageous enough to self-define. Um, and I don't think they're there yet, you know, and I think it'll it'll take time. You know, they're 
people worry about their jobs and stuff, you know, and I get it. I mean, my, I'm, I'm lucky and I'm unlucky. I'm unlucky because a lot of times I'm, I'm an Island. I'm an administrator at a school, but I'm part of central office, but I, I, nobody agrees with me. So it's like, nobody gets it. So I'm often fighting my own battle, but, um, but I'm lucky because I could see all the sides to everything. I could see district and I could see school level. I don't worry about challenging anyone um, because of my position, but my counselors do. And I need them to kind of be like, okay, with being a little fearless, you know, and not, not being okay with advocating for what they've been trained for and doing the right thing for kids and understanding that, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to revive what you learned in grad school. Like it's not a sin. You don't have to just do what the bosses tell you, you know, they don't always know what we do. We have to show them. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That is good. It sounds like you're a little spitfire. I am so inspired. I know. I know. I know it. I just, she's very tiny, but it sounds like a wallop. I knew that we were getting a superstar, but I, I really did not know that you were such a wealth of information. Oh, and thank you. <laughs> I'm just really so impressed and inspired. I too. And we are, thank you for what you're doing for school counselors across the nation because uh, you're advocating for one, you're advocating for all and uh, sharing this with us today. We appreciate that because uh, you didn't have to do this today with us, but we do appreciate your time and your knowledge and for uh, the, your courage and for your pushing and, and helping helping your people and helping us. So all, all of those school counselors that you, you get to work with, that sounds like that would be kind of neat, but kind of scary too. So it's a lot, but thank you so much, sweetie, for coming on. And that sounds so Southern, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> I'm saying it as your name. I'm not being like, I'm asking, <laughs> okay, sweetie, I need some more tea. I'm not doing it like that. I'm like, thank you, sweetie. That's your thank name. You. Yes. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity for it, for being able to speak. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see you again and we will get our, our friend and we'll all next time we're at Aska, let's try to get to see each other in person. Okay. Sounds good. Again. Well, I tell you, I'm loving me some sweetie. I know. It is and so not just because I love to say her name. Yeah. It's such a needed topic and it's kind of, it's one of those things with all the heaviness that we deal with and especially you know, as we get further in the school year, the heaviness seems to increase. Um, mm. It's good to focus on those things that we do well and to to advertise, I guess, those things that we do well. And yeah, and, you know, we talked about it during the episode, but you're not bragging on yourself. You're bragging on your program and what your school community and, you know, those stakeholders have helped it to become. Well said. And we have a great chapter on branding, which is part of promoting your program. And it's really the chapters about promoting your program, but we go into some fun, fun things about being creative and actually choosing fonts and color schemes and going, you know, if you want to take it that far and then where to take it, how to do it. So we have a great chapter in our book. If we haven't told you about our book in the last five minutes. I think it's been a few minutes since we've talked about our book. Or, or can we say shined a light on our book? Oh, full circle. <laughs> um, 
but that is a fun chapter because it's a fun topic. And, you know, I dabbled in marketing in college when I got my Oh my word, here we go again. Brag, brag, brag. But that was my favorite. Those were my favorite classes when I was getting my undergraduate degree. And because it it is just about like in our book, we talk about, like you said, making the colors go together and figuring out what it is that you like. We've got a fun little quiz, like what kind of, I don't know that we do it in our book. We may do it in our course about like what colors are you drawn to and what font style are you drawn to and things like that, that I just think are fun. Like I always liked these quizzes in like 17 magazine back when I was younger to find Mm. out personality style you have. Do they still have 17 magazine? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. I don't know either. Hmm. Well, any last words and testimony? I would that you would go through your routine of locking, lumping, and all the things. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you can rate and review our podcast. And we say that every week. And I think sometimes maybe people just think, oh, okay, it's the end of the podcast. I'm going to cut it out. Which, let me just say, the last episode that we recorded, if you cut it out right then, then you missed some of my daughter and some of her funny things that she was saying after that whole, uh, you know, stuff that we say there at the end. Yeah. Anyway, but I wanted to read some of the most recent uh, reviews that we've gotten just because like these people are taking the time to actually review it. And it really makes our day so much better whenever we get to read these things. So this is from Counselor Fondra, and I'm guessing that it is Sweet Fondra that we had on our podcast a few weeks ago. If you didn't listen to that episode, um, it was about play therapy and incorporating that into school counseling. I loved that episode. Wasn't that a great one? Yeah. So she said, I love counselor accents. When I'm in a slump or just looking for fresh ideas, Laura and Kim always deliver. And she put my name first and I just really appreciate that. And they are so funny. I always look forward to the next episode. Oh, I love that. I love being called funny. I know. Counselor Sandy said um, she was talking about the end of the year episode that we did. She said, loved this one. Just needed to hear from like-minded school counselors, not in the beginning in my career, but just to hear others think like me. That might scare you. That's what she said. (laughs) Actually, Counselor Sandy, it endears you to us even more. So we love that. Yes. Um, but thank you guys for leaving those comments and actually like taking the time. We appreciate the stars that people give us, but we also appreciate the uh, personal messages that you send us. So just thought I'd read a couple of those to boost our own ego. Mm. And we need it in yeah. constant need of the boost. You can't as is everyone. Enough. Okay, so you can do like Counselor Sandy and Counselor Fondra and actually leave a review, which helps us. Even if it's a negative one, I'd say that's constructive criticism. Um, <laughs> don't, <laughs> I I don't read it that. to me. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. It would actually send us into a depression spiral <laughs> if you leave a negative one. <laughs> so please don't. I don't want to encourage that. Um, so just leave us a positive one. 
If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> um, also, you can purchase our new book, Growing Your Program for School Counselors. It's available on Amazon. So go purchase that. And you can also leave a stellar review for that. Don't leave a negative one. And <laughs> what else can you do? You can follow us on Instagram. You can like us on Facebook and follow all of our shenanigans. We're going to be and shenanigans. They are. Yes. And we're going to be speaking in a lot of places virtually and also in person. So check with your state um, school counseling group and see, hey, is counselor accents come in to speak here? Because there are a few places that we're coming to speak. And if not, then let us know. and We'll come to your state. Yeah, we love to, we love to travel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's it. Okay, till till next time.